Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Flyers Daily for Wednesday, March 16th, the day before St. Patty's Day and the day before Claude Giroux will play his 1,000th NHL game at Wells Fargo Center. It'll be against the Nashville Predators. Pre-game ceremonies are going to take place. They will begin right around 7 o'clock. So if you're going to the game, make sure you're there. Get there early. Uh, there'll be some uh, video tributes and highlights from Claude Giroux's career. There'll also be his family there, some gifts for both Claude and his family. So uh, sure to be a momentous night. Bob Clark will be on hand as well as the only other, other as the only other flyer to play 1,000 games as a member of the Orange and Black. So that's coming up tomorrow. So in this episode, we're going to lead up to that. First, we're going to hear from Mike Yo. I had a chance to go to Flyers practice yesterday and sit down with Mike Yo, have a conversation uh, about Claude Giroux, about uh, the team, about moving forward, and much more. So we'll hear from Mike Yo in just a second. And then we'll also hear from James Van Riemsdyk, who played with Claude very early in his career, and then came back and played with him as the captain. And he will be alongside Scott Lawton, who unfortunately uh, missed the last couple of games with that uh, injury when he took that big hit. So hopefully we'll see Scotty Lawton back out there. Uh, did say he is feeling better. So that's good news as well. And then coming up tomorrow, we'll have more uh, on Claude Giroux and the 1,000 games and 1,000 games as a Philadelphia Flyer. But let's kick it off with Flyers interim head coach Mike Yo. Joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily is Flyers interim head coach Mike Yo. Mike, um, how you feeling a couple of days after? <laughs> Not too good. No. <laughs> no. Uh, let's say I'm tired. How about that? Because I haven't slept a lot the last couple nights. And, and for a lot of reasons. One, obviously that, I, you know, uh, number one, it was a tough trip. Um, and the guys did battle hard, you know, like we put ourselves in a position to win again. I think that we were guilty of, uh, you know, maybe it was a little fatigue. Maybe it was just trying to hang on to the win too much. I thought that we got on our heels. And then obviously the way that the, the things finished off the game, that was a real, real tough one. Um, but that said, I was also disappointed. Just, you know, like I didn't, I don't think that I handled the adversity. You know, we got to keep uh, staying positive here. As challenging as that is, and we have to make sure that we stick together here. So that uh, obviously can't ask the players to do that if we're not doing that ourselves. Yeah, motion's part of it, and you know, there's it's competitive and and all of those elements. The big key though for you is how you move forward and, and learn from it, right? Yeah. yeah, you know what? That's one thing. Um, you know, it's I don't want to say it's tough to find positives right now, but let's be real. Uh, it's been a real tough season. Uh, but the one thing that I would say about this group, you look at over the last couple months. Um, and this group has responded, you know, whether they've been challenged, they respond, uh, you know, whether it's through the course of a game and we, you know, we have adversity. Um, I think we do a way better job of fighting through that and battling back. The other team scores, we climb back in it. You look at Florida the other night, uh, guys stuck up for each other, we climb back into it. Um, so we're doing a better job of that. So we have to make sure we continue to do that and continue to prove it. It's hard in season sometimes to change a trait of a team. Sometimes you can change that trait with an off season and some time away. But how, I mean, you've been in this league a long time. How difficult is this to change kind of traits of a team, pretty ingrained traits like this on a team that's currently going through a schedule and practice and, and the rigors of an NHL season? Well, it's, it's, it's challenging. Um, it's challenging, uh, certainly. 
uh, through the course of a season, like you said, it's challenging at a time like this when you have lost games and the confidence isn't really high. Um, and it's also challenging because we don't have a guy like Coots in the lineup, so, yeah. um, who, who in that role, in that situation, when you know when the game's on the line and you're up by a goal, guess who's on the ice? Yeah. Uh, and and so, uh, but that said, uh, we just have to make sure to keep hammering the message, and uh, and there will come a time uh, where where it does turn around. Uh, you know, again, I think <clears throat> I look at us with the lead and I, I, we we have the tendency to kind of want to sit back mm-hmm. and uh, and it's sort of human nature we want to protect that lead uh, but the best way to uh, you know protect a lead is to number one to extend it but number two is to play in the offensive zone stay aggressive uh, continue to do the things that, that put you in that position to win the game and so we just have to keep working on that yeah you got to own the puck in those spots you know the trade deadline's obviously coming up and you know it's not just about Claude Giroux. There's other players in this mix as well. Maybe guys like Justin Braun, Martin Jones, uh, maybe Keith Yandel, other names of expiring contracts. How, how do you kind of deal with that, um, the distraction of that being talked about? Do you take it head on? Uh, you know what? I think uh, I'm looking at the next game and, again, sort of the message is let's, let's respond after last game. Uh, but the second part of the message is let's make that a special game for G. This yeah. should be... Uh, very much a celebration of, of, of him and what he's done with this uh, this organization. And let's play a hell of a game for him. And uh, let's make it real special. So um, it, it is a distraction. I look at that next game and that's our mindset. That's our focus. Um, but, uh, you know, we just have to keep uh, talking to the guys, keep working with them. Um, and for those players who are, you know, that you mentioned, their names are involved. We have to make sure that we're talking to those guys individually and and uh, and trying to make sure they're in the right place. Yeah, control the controllable. Um, when you look at a game that's got a pregame ceremony, as will be the case uh, for G's thousandth game, yeah. it, it's a little out of rhythm. And yeah. I know that for coaches, you hate that element. Right. You love the celebration, but how do you handle that? Yeah, I think I think. Uh, it's, you have to approach it with the group, and we have to sort of understand that. And we, you have to. I looked at the start of last game against Montreal. We got a puck in deep. We got a scoring chance 20 seconds into the game, basically by getting in on the four check. Um, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a longer schedule for the other team as well. Um, so let's get to our game early. Let's get on our toes. Let's get hunting. Uh, you know, get physically engaged in the game, and then you know it, things will pick up right quickly after that. How how do you think? Claude's handled this period where his name is, I mean, it's not just out there right. as the Flyers. I mean, it's the marquee name on the market in the NHL. I think he's handled it about as well as anybody could. Yeah, it's you tough. Know, it's really tough. It's really tough. And, uh, you know, it, it would be tough for the average person. It would be tough for somebody who's been here for three, four, or five years. Um, you know, this is a bit of a different situation. Yeah. It's a unique situation. So it's no question there's a lot of emotion there. And uh, and I think he's he's done an excellent job. And it's not just the trade deadline; it's also this thousandth game. You know, approaching. There's been a lot on his mind, uh, but uh, but he's he's handled it like a true captain. Yeah, you, you get pulled in a lot of directions. Last thing for you, you know, you came here a few years ago, and you see players when you're a coach on another team, and you you know you scout them, or you know when you play them, and you see those things. What really kind of blew you away about him when you got to see the details, the day to day, all of the elements of what has brought him 900 points and now going to be 1,000 games. Yeah, I think, I think the word you use is perfect, the details. And, uh, and he's a player who can be effective in any situation. That's what you, you have to respect about him. You can play him at center. 
Um, you can play them at wing. You can play them, um, you know, obviously you're going to be playing them when you're down a goal and you need a goal in offensive mm-hmm. situations. You know, you're up a goal. That's a guy that, whether he's on wing or whether he's on D, I trust him against, against any player in the league. And um, you need a big face-off, he can do that. So, for me, he's a real gamer. Uh, steps his game up when things matter the most. And, uh, and he's so versatile, and obviously you add that to the skill and the character that he has. Um, that's a that's a unique combination. Mike, best of luck uh, coming up on Thursday against Nashville. All right, thanks, bud. You could hear by Mike's voice there, he is still a bit hoarse from that Montreal game the other night. Uh, voice sounded like it was in pretty rough shape, but uh, thanks to him for joining us. And let's get right now to two guys sat down together. It's James Van Riemsdyk, who, as I mentioned before, played with Claude Giroux in the early part of his career before going to Toronto. And then when he returned, he came back and Claude Giroux was the captain. So he's got perspective on both ends of Claude Giroux's career on and off the ice. And Scott Lawton, and Scott Lawton's a guy that's a first-round draft pick. And, you know, Scott really scuffled along in the early part of his career to try and figure out what he needed to be at the NHL level. And he talks about that and the help that Claude Giroux uh, gave him as a young player. So here is James Van Riemsdyk and Scott Lawton. Dual interview here on Flyers Daily with both Scott Lawton and James Van Riemsdyk in advance of Claude Giroux's 1,000th game. Uh, let's start with you, James. How are you feeling? How's it going? Hey, good. Uh, busy at home with uh, my two young kids, but uh, yeah, excited for this for Claude uh, for, t- for two days from now. And Scott, I-, I know you've been out for a couple of games. How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel good. Uh, starting to get back in the uh, swing of things, so um, just taking it day by day right now. But uh, yeah, like Reamer said, I think it's a pretty uh, special week uh, in uh, in Flyers history and, and uh, what's about to go down. So I think uh, the excitement uh, is real. James, you've been in the league a while. You've played over 850 games in the league, and when you look at that number of a thousand, it's you almost can't conceive it when you first get into the league, but you've played a lot in this league. How difficult is it to get to these high numbers? Definitely. I think, um, especially I feel like now in this day and age, I think the, the league's getting younger and younger. And uh, um, once you get to a certain amount of games or age, it seems like uh, it's harder and harder to do every year. So uh, to get to that milestone for uh, is a pretty cool thing. And obviously for G's sake, to be able to do it all with one team and uh, to be in pretty uh, select company with him and Bobby Clark, the only Flyers who have done it, is uh, it's pretty cool for him uh, to have that uh, company for that. So uh, definitely an exciting time for him, and I'm sure uh, him and his family are going to be uh, pretty pumped to have that moment uh, to share together. You've been on the wraparound of his career. You were here when he kind of came in. Uh, you joined the team uh, back in early in his career, and you come back. What's the difference between the first stint in Claude Giroux with your time with him and the second stint? Um, aside from the beard and the new teeth that he got, um, he catches a lot of yeah, hell for the chicklets, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that's the, the the one big difference. That's when you're but, making uh, good money. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Just uh, he's kind of obviously when we came in together, you're kind of feeling out uh, the league and uh, your place within the team and the organization. And when I left the last time, he was I think just about to get named captain. So. Um, just kind of the comfortability I think that he has uh, as far as who he is and um, the kind of atmosphere he wants to try to have uh, around the team. I mean, since I've been here and even when I was here before, it's always been a tight-knit group. It's always been a group of guys that love to spend a lot of time with each other away from the rink, and I think that's something that he's really uh, tried to cultivate and uh, um, really kind of uh, make important for, for us uh, as a team and an organization. So I think... Um, just uh, to, to see him now, I mean, obviously it's, what, 15, 
16 years since I first met him, probably something like that. And uh, now he's got uh, two young kids, and he's got a family you do as of well. his own. <laughs> yep, but we both do. So uh, it's it's definitely crazy to think uh, some of the different times that we had when we were just breaking in. Uh, two single guys living in a 55 and over uh, building in Manhattan <laughs> Heights, and now he's got this. Uh, uh, this big family and uh, he's, he's living in Haddonfield and uh, things are good so uh, so yeah it's funny to see the f- things come full circle but definitely happy for him to uh, for this journey that he's had and um, how well he's done I can just imagine you guys over there playing shuffleboard with the gray hairs yeah, exactly. <laughs> at the 55 and over yeah. Scott um, earlier in your career you know you were trying to find your way in the NHL and figure out what you were going to be at this level you even went down to the Phantoms for a year but to have a guy like Claude here to kind of lend to counsel how big was that for you? Yeah, it was big. Um, I still remember um, coming in uh, as an 18-year-old in the lockout year. Um, we had a sold-out uh, building at the Wells Fargo for a practice. I remember I thought that was uh, kind of my first NHL moment of, of uh, G speaking. He just got named captain at the time, so that was uh, that was my first kind of... Uh, wow moment I would say and and uh, then from there um, he picked me up for my first couple NHL games and and uh, always made me feel welcome and kind of like what Reamer said I think uh, the group's always been tight-knit and, and I think a lot of it comes down to him and, and uh, what he provides as a leader and um, just as the young guys feeling welcome to, to come in and, and uh, be a part of um, this organization so um, I can't thank him enough for, for what he's done for, for my career and, and uh, pushed me to be better and, and uh, always been there um, through the ups and downs of, of uh, being sent down and, and uh, coming back up. So um, he's been uh, massive. It's leadership, I want to ask you guys both this, because leadership has many different faces. You have to be yourself. If you're trying to be something you're not, that is phony, and, and everybody realizes that. But like, what is leadership you know, and the leadership he provides? What does that look like? For you yeah I would think the the first thing and I, I think everyone says it uh, about G is uh, how competitive he is and and uh, what he brings on a daily basis I, I think um, just uh, what he expects from himself and and uh, uh, in practice and games um, you have to follow that lead because he works so hard and and uh, expects it out of others so um, I think that's uh, the biggest thing it comes down to is, is how competitive he is, how, how badly he wants to win and, and get better at, uh, at his craft and, and uh, making the team better. So, um, like I said, uh, with young guys coming in, it's, it's so many different things off the ice and, and on the ice, but uh, he's done it for so long, for the last 10 years, and, and uh, he's been a, an amazing captain and, and uh, someone I would uh, play for um, all day. In anything, too. James, did you know he was a good leader really young in his career? Did you, did you think that that would be something that would be befitting of him? Yeah, he's kind of a quiet guy. No, you know? for sure. I think uh, just uh, there's, like like you mentioned, you have to be true to yourself as uh, uh, in a, in, when you're in that leadership sort of role, and there's lots of different ways to do it. And I think you always saw with G, even from an early age, like just uh, someone who always worked really hard and did it by example. So you Again, he's not going to be someone that uh, asks something of guys that he wouldn't expect to do himself. So he's always been a guy who's been an extremely hard worker, uh, especially, uh, again, in the summers, during the season, whatever whatever it may be, in practice, stuff like that. So I think uh, that's kind of the bar he tries to set. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you're never going to hear much uh, complaining out of him about uh, different things. He just kind of goes to work. And, um, 
uh, sets a good example um, in that way. So I think he's always uh, always kind of had that in him, and uh, that's kind of his leadership style, I would say. Is, is he competitive in everything he does? Like if you guys are playing cards or if there's a ping-pong table in the room, like he wants to tear your eyeballs out? Yeah, for sure. He's <laughs> uh, When it comes to pretty much whatever, he, he probably he invents his own games sometimes that he gets. And his own rules? Yeah, his own rules. G-rules. Yeah, so, uh, so no, he's that's always kind of been uh, – his mo is super competitive and uh, fiery sort of uh, personality with with stuff like that. So uh, that hasn't changed at all since uh, since I've known him. I've dominated him in the card table for the last uh, seven or eight years, just to make that known. But uh, he's yeah. a donator, huh? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. He he likes to call himself the champ, but uh, it uh, it hasn't been working out the last couple of years. What do you guys play? Uh, seven up, seven down. That's uh, that's the game of choice. We play thirteen because there's only four guys. But uh, yeah, we've had uh, we had a pretty good run at the card table uh, for for a lot of years with uh, with me, Raf, uh, G, and Coots, and and Reamer's actually right beside us there. He yeah, doesn't I'm, get in I'm the mix, spectator. but yeah, yeah. he's a spec- he's the announcer, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but we got a pretty g- good crew back there with Cam now. But um, yeah, it's uh, a- anything. Like Reamer said, anything he does, he's uh, he's very competitive. Um, you know, last thing for both of you guys, his name's obviously out there. He's on an expiring contract. He's not only a big name in Philly that's being talked about being moved, but around the NHL, probably the biggest name on the market. How much of a distraction is that to him and to you guys as a team? And how do you kind of try and, you know, compartmentalize that to not let it affect you as much as possible? Um, yeah, I think, uh, like you said, it's the nature of uh, the business when the team's kind of where we're at in the standings, and uh, definitely uh, we're all disappointed about that. But uh, certainly when you're on a last year of your contract and uh, at a certain age that uh, these things start to become uh, more and more uh, of a possibility as far as uh, guys getting moved and, and whatnot. So uh, as far as it um, – being a distraction for him, I mean, I think he's handled it uh, in stride. I don't think he's really uh, shown that it's uh, bothering him. He's playing, again, at a high level um, again this year, and um, he seems himself uh, around the rink, so I think he's done a good job of just focusing on uh, focusing on the, the present and what he can control and stuff like that. And, um, again, I'm sure there's decisions that he's going to have to make coming up here. And... Um, like, like we said before, he's been here for a long time. This is all he's ever known, and uh, he's become a, he's as it's kind of interchangeable. He's the Flyers, and the Flyers are are him uh, to a certain degree with how long he's been here. So uh, definitely uh, would be kind of weird to see him in a different uh, jersey at some point. But uh, that's just the nature of uh, I guess where the things stand. Um, uh, when again, when when these certain things, like I mentioned before, kind of line up this way, so. Um, yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out, I guess. Scott, he, he definitely seems conflicted on what to do, you know? Yeah, and, and uh, you can't really blame him for that when, when uh, you grow up in a city. And um, I've, I've kind of done it too, and, and Reamer was here for, for quite some time. Um, you grow up in the organization, and, and uh, you grow uh, pretty close to the – to the people working around you and, and uh, all the staff, not only the players, but uh, the people in the building at the Wells Fargo here, uh, media, everyone like that. So um, I think it's just a tough decision overall and, and uh, something that uh, will have to come in the next week or so. But uh, when you grow 
um, those relationships and, and uh, become that tight uh, to a city and, and to a team. I think it's tough in, in any situation. It's tough for him. It's tough for us. And um, But that's what happens when, when you have uh, years like this where um, it shouldn't really happen like that. You know, it's, we tend to look at athletes, pro athletes, a lot of times like mercenaries, like just hired guns. But you do. You, you sink roots into the ground where you are in relationships. And it's just not that easy as we tend to make it look yeah go sure it's a real simple decision for people not making the decision to make especially yeah he's been here for uh yeah, like 14 years he wasn't even shaving when he got here no now he yeah. looks like grizzly adams yeah, yeah exactly he did yeah. have a beard you know, the teeth and the beard came at the same time yeah. <laughs> uh scott james thanks for doing this thanks yeah. thanks to jvr and scott lawton for taking the time yesterday uh, to reflect on claude Giroux's career and 1000 games as a member of the Philadelphia Flyers. That'll happen tomorrow. 999 for now, 900 points, but 1,000 comes tomorrow night against the Nashville Predators. We'll preview that game and more on Claude Giroux's 1,000th game in tomorrow's episode. But everybody, in the meantime, have a great Wednesday, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's brand-new Flyers Daily. <laughs>